Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the best of Game Time Decisions with Gabe Morency and Cam Stewart. Let's roll. See if we can track down the Permit Potty. Join us on the program as well. The Permit Potty continues to uh, trend on uh, Twitter today. It's disappointing to see a lady that sells weed to dogs. Uh, could be as uptight and as stupid as this woman. Oh, I see it's up to uh, 8 million views. <laughs> 8 million views uh, right now. That's just on one account I'm seeing. Like, this lady is being viewed by, like, literally the hundreds of millions of people and uh, not in a very good light. So if you're unaware, if you're unaware, basically, this uh, this lady, <laughs> Permit Patty, and um, this lady went up to an eight-year-old girl selling bottled water on the street in San Francisco and uh, called the police on her because she didn't have a permit. Unbelievable. Wow. She didn't have a permit. Now, the girl, the eight-year-old girl is black. Mm. And uh, Permit Patty is... Uh, Very white? She's a white chick. Yeah. <laughs> so there's accusations of racism. Listen, I I don't know if she's racist, but I know she's a uh, an idiot. Yeah, I was looking for a stronger word. Let's uh, say a word that rhymes with itch. Yeah. <laughs> itchy. Itchy. She's very she's itchy. She's very. She's itchy. itchy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gone, gone are the days, Gabe. You can't have a lemonade stand in today's so, world. So, but the, the, the irony of this, like but it, it, because it's crazy. And it bothers me, though, that this lady, that she's involved in the marijuana industry. Oh, she but I is. guess this is the thing that now the marijuana industry, you're going to have a bunch of itchy women and other people like this um, <laughs> get, get involved. So, yeah, she basically, she sells, she makes edible dog treats. She makes ed- edible dog treats for dogs. It's actually a good, it's a good idea. It is. I, a good, I don't have a problem with it. So no, she, I don't either. She makes edible dog treats for dogs, except she's ultra successful. It's in the Bay Area in San Francisco. She sold over one million dollars in product of the edible dog treats. Evidently, she makes like the most popular dog treats, edible marijuana infused. You know, dogs have cancer, etc. Oh yeah, so stuff, she's right? doing the ones with the CBD to help the pooches and stuff. Yeah, okay. so she has these popular dog treats. Yeah. Except the only thing is. It's not legal. It's a gray area. Like it's never been the US Food and Drug Administration never said it was all right to give no. dog edibles no, to, they, to no, they weed didn't. to dogs. Another thing is you So the funny thing is, listen, yeah, she doesn't have a permit for this. So you see the irony here? Oh yeah, I do see the irony. Yeah, but do you see the problem that she just caused for herself? She's done now. She was just exposed. Like the New York Times is just ripping her in an editorial. About the irony, breaking. A former employee uh, told me that Italis sold over one million worth of cannabis products without a proper permit. They often joked about being illegal drug dealers. 
Like this lady now is going to have, she could have the feds knocking on her freaking door. Oh, for door. sure. Well, the, just the feds. You th- you brought up a great point. You're the most successful edible for dogs person there. Think about the money that you made off the books. Well, now people Not know she made a million dollars. People an- are going to be like, holy another, shit. Another like, thing. Well, where's this money going, lady? An- another thing is when you're dealing with edibles, they're one of the, they're a very gray area too. Like that's a, that's another thing. Yeah, and like, I'm pro I'm pro marijuana, so, but so I, I I advocate people do not do edibles. Oh, or know what you're doing. I before always you do tell them. people. Like, yeah, be careful. Oh, with should edibles. I eat this chocolate bar? No, 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 no you be should. Be very careful. No, 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 you should. Yes, it's it's the edibles. But we're, we're in a day and age now in which if you act like a jackass in public, it's going to be. Um, it's amazing that I've never been uh, out of jail. I could can, can be taken out of context in a lot of ways in public. No, so, no, I'll be honest no, with no, you. No, though, I'm, I'm, not, just, I'm just going to defend you for a sec. <laughs> like when we went to the to, to the the football game. And you saw the traffic cop that was basically, I've got to give you credit, like that you had great eyes there. And the guy did give us attitude. We put down the beers. Uh, we'll but get, we'll get to won. that yeah, story yeah, after. Yeah, Actually, you know what? We'll, yeah, we'll put that one on hold. Permit Patty. But anyway, this chick. Yeah, we'll got, get to that story. That guy. Chick, that guy's a dick, and I saw him again today. I actually. He's always at my stop. Are you kidding me? Yeah. He, really, he's there yeah, all the and time. And he is with his buddies on his bike this time. Special officer. <laughs> Special officer. Yeah. You're some loser that couldn't join the real force. So Trust instead, me, you harass are, you harass old ladies to see if yeah. their bus pass is expired yeah. or not. My dad's in the hospital. That's the guy who gives us tickets. Like, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that guy. Well, we I actually want to file a complaint against them. I, I would like that, Marenzi. I'd like to I'd be a part of it. I'd like to tell the Toronto Argonaut football team um, that the Go Train Goon Squad is trying to shake down their fans, basically. And it leaves a negative impression it in does. their game. And the fact that your team sucks as hard as they do. Brutal game. You don't want to be give, getting tickets. So, anyways, yeah, we'll get to that. So, so this lady here, her name's Allison Attell. I don't know how she got the uh, permit patty hashtag. Um, so uh, she's the CEO of a weed dispensary called uh, Treatwell Tinctures. Calls the police on an eight-year-old girl for selling water. Like it's just the irony of this chick. So listen, I don't. I'm not calling her a racist. I think that's. She says that it wasn't because the girl was black, and I'm actually. I don't know. Maybe I'm naive in this and semi-believing her. I think she just did this because, as I stated, she's uh, she's itchy. It's amazing. Even when I say the word itch, I, I got a scratch. You got a scratch that itch. Yeah. <laughs> scratch that itch. You know what the thing is, though? I, I'm going to say. Okay, I, hold I, on. I are you, are you there? Are you there, Florio? Hey, all right. Florio? All right. All right. Good job, Florio. Good job. All right. Here you go, Florio. Here, check this. Let's just play it. Let's let everyone. Uh, let's just uh, play it. All right. So. All right, we've got yeah. two. We got two clips. So first, we'll play the uh, we'll play the clip of. Right. All right, sorry, sorry. Okay, hold on. So first, this yeah. is the clip of her, and uh, then we'll play the uh, the clip of her crying today on the news. Okay, <laughs> okay, go ahead, Mike. This woman don't want to let a little girl sell some water. She calling police on an eight year old little girl. You can hide all you want. The whole world gonna see you, boo. Yeah, and um, illegally selling water without a permit. Yeah, on my property. It's not your property. Yeah, legally selling water around apartment. <laughs> you sell weed to dogs. You sell weed to dogs. Do you have a permit for that, Patty? All right. So uh, uh, now, now, Patty's, uh, uh, Patty's. Uh, <laughs> I like this one. The dog. 
Well, no, no, no. There's a bunch of dogs that lost their weed connection. I know. Hello, this is your dog. A bunch of dogs lost uh, lost their weed. We. Yeah, the dogs are going to get hurt now. <laughs> All right, now, uh, now, like, uh, we'll hear her uh, today. Uh, this so now this is her. Uh, <laughs> this is her. Uh, First of all, I didn't even. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Mike. It was never a racial issue, ever. First of all, I didn't even know who was the one doing the shouting. I couldn't see. All I could hear was the shouting. I had no idea who it was. How could it have been race related? She says the backlash from this video has been painful. I have gotten so much hate mail. I am getting continuously text messages with all kinds of threats. Horrible. Horrible images and death threats. Allison Edel says she's not proud of how she handled the situation, and if she had to do it over again, she would have gone for a walk instead of confronting her neighbor. Now, she also says it was Jordan's mother that told her to call police and ask about permits, which she did. Now, we have reached out to San Francisco police to confirm that call and the nature of it, but have still not received a response. Marianne Favreau. Yeah. And- because cops in San Francisco have nothing better to do than respond to eight-year-olds selling water on the street. I know what I say to that eight-year-old? Kudos to you for being an entrepreneur and selling water on the street and actually trying to make money that way. I used to do it with golf balls in the river. There used to be lemonade stands. And now there's people like Permit Patty that can't. So a kid's doing something honestly. Like, you know what I mean? On a nice hot day, I can go buy a bottle of water from a kid. And instead, I have no sympathy for you, lady. You're an absolute idiot. And if you just minded your own business and actually a normal person would say, good on you, kid, for selling water, you'd still have your marijuana dog business. Now you reap what you're so you're screwed you're screwed financially you're done yeah because all the weed shops it's, oh yeah they right. all dropped her exactly they don't want to be associated with a goon like that and uh, the little girl that was selling water she was doing it to go to disney yes exactly raising money so now people uh, people are gonna say yeah no, that's, well, that's the way the world works now that's it it's an extreme world that we're in man you, you freak out and uh, you do something so now she, yeah, she's gonna lose she's gonna lose her business she won't lose her business it's gonna be a problem for her you going to have to change the name of your company there, Patty. Yeah, she <laughs> That's great what you're point, Gabe. She's got to get somebody who's going to still sell the yeah, treats, yeah, but yeah. you're going to have to, like, get a new name for it you or have get a, someone else. Yeah. Do you have a dude who's a figurehead, like, that is not near you, doesn't look like Yeah, you got to get somebody away from you, not family-related or whatever, and then, yeah, distance yourself. She's got to distance herself from it. Because if she comes, do you know what I mean? Don't put your name in the ownership and stuff, and then work work some deals later on. <laughs> no, she really screwed herself up. Good, you said it, Marenzi. What an irony, right? Just to stop a kid from selling water could cost. And and you talk about it. This is in the beginning. The dogs with the edibles. What about all the money she's made prior? We talk about the feds. They don't like when people don't pay taxes. Yeah, Jeff That's Sessions is going to hear this. Oh, he's going to go wild. What? They're selling what? marijuana what? What? to what? dogs what? now. I told you it was a gateway <laughs> drug. Next thing we know, dogs are going to be doing heroin. <laughs> My dog's hooked on opiates. I saw a bunch of dogs panhandling <laughs> for their drug money. <laughs> hey, he's back. See, there's yeah, dogs parked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Why? Because he can't Patty, get his weed out of both dogs. Sorry, pal. Patty's out of business. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Butch. <laughs> see, yeah, dogs, dogs, dogs are barking all over North America now. They're, they're, they're they've got word. They're like, what? The edible chick got busted. 
Don't worry. No, oh, somebody's going to step into this oh, yeah. market There's, soon oh, enough. Big time. Somebody, somebody's going to step up into this market. That's a, yeah, no, I was actually reading uh, some of your tweets and some of the listener tweets. The thing it's, is, it's though, amazing. It's amazing. Don't sorry, Gabe, to interrupt, but the marijuana market is just going to be involved with a lot more creeps now, because you know, once it's going to be well, I, it's funny you say that. Cars, you know, these other guys, who regular, are used to be, yeah, they're used to be against it. Are like, ooh, I can make money off it, and I'm already seeing it thing. now. I've already seen it now. Because I tweeted, I said, it's sad yeah. to see somebody involved in the marijuana industry is this uptight, mm. and. Um, our boy Darsh uh, in Vancouver responded, yeah. good answer, and he basically stated, the face of the new drug dealer. Yep. You know, the soccer mom that can bake, cutting yeah. into the industry. Exactly. Uh, but uh, one thing I want to bring up, and I always say I don't want to get political. I'm not going to get political, but it's funny because if this was a MAGA chick, then it would be blown up, all right? It would be, and you, you already see... Trump's America attached to her, yeah. uh, Trump, Trump voter, etc. Well, I know it doesn't go with the narrative, people. And I tweeted, it's funny because I tweeted the picture out and nobody, nobody bid on it because it doesn't go with the narrative that they want. But she's actually a Hillary Clinton supporter. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of irony in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, she's actually a Hillary Clinton supporter who is kind of... Itchy. Yeah. <laughs> so the whole moral. No, like she's like a Hillary. Yeah. Exactly. That's the, the type of the thing. Whole... This is like what Hillary. I trust me. You don't picture Hillary Clinton. If Hillary Clinton was a thirty-year-old living in San Francisco and there was a chick selling bottled water outside her window, Hillary would be doing the same thing. Do you have a permit for that? I'm going to call. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to throw that out there. She's not a Trump uh, voter. She's a Hillary Clinton supporter. supporter. But I guarantee you, if the media. And listen, I'm not I'm not advocating the other side either. I think that you know whatever. I hate everybody. So, right? I'm just I'm just stating. Equal I'm not opportunity. I'm not on either team yeah, here. All right. Exactly. I'm not on either team here. I'm just stating that if it was the other way around, it'd be killing it right now. If this chick had a MAGA hat on or something and she was doing this, they'd be freaking out. Oh, but I know. They don't. And if there was pictures of her like supporting Trump. Be, the media would be, Don Lemon would be all over oh, this. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, they already got he'd the He'd be pe- squeezing <laughs> it. You squeeze know what I mean? He'd be squeezing the lemon, man. He'd be squeezing it. But since it's a Hillary supporter, yeah, it doesn't kinda, fit the narrative. So, so it's true. It's not, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, she's actually a liberal. You know what, Gabe? I always tell people this. Liberals are racist, all right? Yeah, like, they're, 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 yeah. at least the, the people on the right have always said this. It'll be the last little political t- take here. But people on the right will tell you what they want to do. Yep. They'll tell you, yeah, we want to build a wall. We don't like you. We don't like foreigners. Yeah. We don't like – they're honest about it. We don't like poor people. We don't like this. We don't like that. The people on the left will smile at you, but in all actuality, they don't like the same things. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they'll take your money with a smile. Yeah, like they're they both hustlers, but at least yeah. one of them is sort of a little yeah. bit more upfront. Exactly. Yes, we're ripping you off. I'd rather the guy tell me he's <laughs> ripping me off before yes. somebody tricking yes. me and ripping me off. Yes. And the moral of the story is two people. Gabe brought up the point about itchy, bitchy, whatever. When a little girl's selling water, don't like buy the water, like, or, 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 or just walk past the stand and say, I appreciate good commerce or whatever in today's society because you know what? I love kids that do that stuff, like outside the beer store with the chocolates and whatever. They're trying. 
They're hustling to try to get to a tournament. They're hustling to try to make money for something. That's what they're doing. And I used to be a kid doing it. I sat outside in the winter selling shilling crappy almonds to these people, all drunks outside the beer store. You know, go to the bar. Hey, you got a couple bucks on you, Barney? Can Help me out. Get my team to Michigan this year. Well, does anybody have a freaking permit for a garage sale? Yeah, exactly. What do you, that's another great point. It's a garage sale, right? Like what? It, the thing is, I don't a, want to say it's racist, but the problem is, there's been a cop in a lot of this, right? There's a lot of videos of white people calling the cops over stupid yeah, things. Exactly. There was a lady in Oakland that uh, went up to uh, went up to a family that was barbecuing. They were black, went to barbecuing in a park. She goes, "Do you have a permit for this?" They were just in a park, like a yeah, public yeah. park. Some lady went up to them. Do you have a permit to barbecue? She called the cops. She called the cops. So you know what happened the next day? Like 5,000 uh, 5, people showed up and barbecued yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah. I don't know. Well, like, if you want to be a racist dick, yeah, you're going to get nailed. Look yeah. at the lawyer in New York, man. Like, it's amazing to me, though. And I don't know. Like, you can't blame Trump for everything in this world. Like, people are just, you know. There's, and there's another thing, too, a misconception I want to say, throw out there, too is white people are getting ripped because of this today. Oh, white people this. See, this is what white people do. As a white person right now, I will tell you, all right, it's not like we white people are some sort of little clique that, no. like, no, white people that we, like we all help people. each other. No, we and, don't. Like I said, like, this lady just could be a bitch. I got to tell all you, right? a lot of white people don't help us. There's, my building is full of white people who are, don't like you. yeah, all right? And they're not racist because no. they don't like me. They're no. just... You know, for a lack of better term, they're itchy. They're itchy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lots of itchiness so, in yeah. the studio. Not, not everybody that is itchy, not everyone that's itchy in this world is racist. Yes. That's all I'm saying. All right. White people are mean to each other all the time. Oh, you're telling me. It's like, you know, it's like they, people they, like think that, shake, oh, white people, like there's some secret uh, code. They shake down. Trust me, there's no secret no, code. They shake down Ginger's heart. We're like the stepchildren of uh, white people. I get along better with non-white people, yeah. to be honest with good, you. Good points, Moretti. <laughs> like, good points. Like, trust me, I don't like white people as much as the next guy. <laughs> Especially white chicks. Yeah, like to me, exactly. Like the the bills, right? It's even though they're it's pretty, a they're pretty loyal. Like, yeah, no, no, they're not going away. Like, I've been a Bills fan since 1977. Florio's Bills fan. I like, like Bills it fans actually, out there. it actually angers me here to see the team that's defined as the most loyal fans because I don't really see it. The team's actually won before. Most loyal fan. That's a tough one. I was going to say Chicago Bears. All right. Who do you think the least loyal fan is? <laughs> the least loyal fan in the NFL. Least loyal? Miami Dolphin. Rams. Oh, Rams. Yeah. You think about it because, look, oh, the Rams. They just moved there. Yeah, but the Rams, like, weren't selling out in St. Louis. Louis. Yeah, Went to L.A. Yeah. Dude, the stadium was empty That's all year. True. They That's got true. good at the end. They sort of, you know, they caught on. It sort of became trendy. And now this year it'll be trendy. Doesn't surprise me. The second least loyal, Chargers. Yep. Third least loyal, Jaguars. Yeah, newer team. Yeah, this is a what about this, Carolina this then? Is, this is a pile of crap, this study. It, it, like, dude. 
They're saying that the 26 most loyal fans in the league are the Houston Texans. Houston Texan fans are freaking nuts. They live for the Houston Texans in that city. Like, they're, they're, the Houston Texan fans are as incredibly loyal. Every game is sold out. What kind of school are you running over at Emory University anyways? What the hell's going on Emory, over there? Emory. Is that where Hillary Clinton went? <laughs> who is so who's the who who are the the, the most the, loyal of the Cowboys? That's freaking if. It's easy to be the loyal of Cowboys. You got hot cheerleaders and you you won before. Cowboy fans are very loyal though. I'll give them that. They are. Like as if Dolphin fans, twenty three. As if Dolphin fans are more, more loyal than the Houston Texan fans. Nobody even goes. There aren't even Dolphin fans. Chief fans are pretty loyal. Like, relatives of players that play on the Dolphins aren't even Dolphin fans. Like, We're, Dolphin players aren't even Dolphin fans. That's true. Like, who's a Dolphin fan? Gary and Thorne. Gloria Esteban. <laughs> Estefan? Esteban. It's Emilio. Don't much chicken buddy, baby. Do that Congo. Yeah, Miami Sound Machine. What is it? Is it Emilio... Emilio, Emilio Estevez? Yeah, Emilio Estevez. Um, yeah, yeah. Gloria Estebad. Estefan. Estefan. Is it bad or fat? It's, it's a fat, it's, yeah. I think it's Gloria Estefan. Miami Sound Machine? Miami, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's her. What is it? Everybody do the... Don't much chicken body, baby. Do that conga. No, you can't control yourself any longer. Feel the music getting you getting stronger. Don't much chicken body, baby. Do that conga. Don't much chicken. I don't know. Don't what the chicka, hell you saying? Don't much chicken body, baby. Do that conga. That's the line. Man, she made a lot of money, man. Like She's yeah. one of the co-owners of the team. She yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. You got, yeah. Like, dolphins. They, 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 yeah, they, dolphins are all right, they're, they're, they're least, least loyal. Yeah, yeah, like the Buffalo Bills are the 21st most loyal fans in the league. Like, Come like, on. Yeah, 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 right. So give me the top, give me the top, give me the top five. Why? This study sucks. <laughs> I apologize. I even wasted my time. They have a picture of, uh, they have a picture of Bills fans in a parking lot here. There's a bunch of cute girls. It's a lie. I don't think I've ever seen a cute girl in a Buffalo Bill game once in my life. <laughs> we going to go to a game this year? Uh, <laughs> I know we're too. Yeah, we're probably too beat down to do that bus tour again. Like that was that that really that's rough. Like uh, the old uh, eight o'clock in the morning, drinking all the time, going back and. Uh, Things happen there, but I think we could make our way to a game. Yeah, I like to get out to a game. I usually like to go to. We like to go early in the year before yeah, they before, suck. before it gets too cold. No, like, no, before like they're like you know three and seven. Oh, oh yeah, oh, like, I can pretend that the game matters. <laughs> so I thought you were it's like about oh, the if we win, we're one and one, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Positivity. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't go to games in December generally because I'm not going to sit outside in the cold and the snow in Buffalo. To watch the uh, six and ten Bills play. It's a good point. Just like you know, James Spader didn't want uh, George Costanza to stretch out his finely knit cashmere sweater with his melon-sized head. Seahawks fans, seventh most loyal. Seven, seven. Yeah, that makes sense. The Seahawks fans, the seventh most loyal fan for the last seven years. Exactly. For the last seven years, loyal since hey, 2011. Hey, hey. Don't, don't throw me in that uh, pile. I was with those you guys. Jumped on the, you jumped on the bandwagon with, with Marshawn Lynch and Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Never even heard of Jim Zorn. 
got my John L. Williams jersey, baby. Come on Steve, now. Steve Largent. Yeah, Steve Largent. Daryl Turner. Touchdown, Tommy Kane. Kurt Warner. Cortez Kennedy. You know where Tommy Kane is right now? He's in jail. Yeah, that's where I Tommy know. Kane is. I know. So is another former Seahawk. I think one of the Blades, bro- the, the Blades brothers got into trouble, too. Benny and Brian. The Raiders, six most loyal. I'll give the Raiders. They're Raiders, very- oh, Raiders fans are crazy, but they're loyal. Where's Bear fan? I think seven. Steeler fan is four. Really? Yeah, their Steeler fans are pretty nuts. I know you don't yeah, like them. Yeah, no, I've some some have been nicer. Did, to me did recently. you know the Steelers in the city of Pittsburgh? They take. I know. I find these these polls interesting. This poll sucks, but uh, I find like the the better ones done interesting, like NFL city polls. And uh, Pittsburgh is the city that gets the angriest about the team losing. Yes. Like there yeah. are, there, oh, there's totally more, that. there's more arrests, there's more yeah. domestic abuse, there's more, there's more like police complaints, there's more, there's more vandalism, there's more everything. Like when Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh Steelers lose a game, the city of Pittsburgh's not a good place. Like the cops are busy. Oh, yeah. They're very busy. And I'm not saying like people are like running streets, but the frustration comes out, right? So I'm going to tell you, brothers yeah. might start fighting. Guys will fight in the parking sure. lot. For Domestic sure. stuff might explode. Just there's from pers- that's sort of what they they judge it by. Like the city of Pittsburgh gets the angriest. It's right from 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 general experience. The two meanest fans that I met, like when I was a Se- <laughs> when I was a Seahawk fan, and I worked at the oil refinery, and the guy came in a Raiders fan, and he kneed me in the nuts. He told me, he goes, I don't watch Raiders games with anybody, but he invited me as a Seahawk fan. Raider fan and Seahawk fan, I think, when it comes, uh, sorry, Raider fan and Steeler fan are the most vile, like, angry, like, guys at the bar that could really, like, start up problems. That's what I'm thinking. I agree I agree with that, actually, from my experience. Steeler fan can, they, they get real bitter, man. They go nuts. Here's an interesting uh, poll. This one's from uh, NFL.com. It's the NFL pain rankings. <laughs> oh, being a fan which, of the team. Which, team, which team's fans in the NFL have gone through the worst? Like, who's suffered the Buffalo. worst? Buffalo. Number one is Cleveland, Cleveland. Browns. I was going to put Cleveland, Buffalo. I'll say, I'll, I'll say Cleveland, Cleveland, number one. Yep. They've never been to a Super Bowl. Yep, Cleveland. I don't, you know what? They made it to the AFC Conference Championship games those years against, against Elway. De- against Denver and uh, Ernest Biner. And you had Nightmares. Both, you Nightmares. Had the, yeah, Biner with the game that's known as the Fumble. Yes. The Fumble game. And, of course, you had John Elway and the, the Drive. The Drive and the Fumble. The Drive. And then, of course, Brian Sipe against the Raiders years ago when I was a kid. I was watching that game. I think it was in 1981. It was the year that, uh, 1980, the year that... Um, the Raiders beat the uh, the Eagles, Ron Jaworski and Vermeil in New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Um, the um, the Browns were good. Sam, Sam Rattugliano was the coach. Brian Sipe. Dude, all they needed was a field goal, Cam. This is such a Cleveland thing to do. All they needed yeah. was a field goal, and they would have beaten the Raiders. They threw a pass in the end zone. It was intercepted. They picked off. One, oh, wow. Yeah. They so, called it the mistake by the lake. Mistake by the lake, the fumble, the drive. Yeah. All work against Cleveland. James Harden wins the most valuable player last night, and in true uh, James Harden humble fashion, says, uh, I should have won last year as well. <laughs> Shut up. <I> <laughs> Easy to be the MVP when you take like 58 shots a game. 
<laughs> I've never been a big Harden guy. He chucks. No, you, you, know, you just never liked Harden as much as uh, other. No, no, you, you you bring up good points about Harden. I, don't know, I think Harden he's is an all or nothing guy. He, he shoots all the time. I think. No, listen, he's a great freaking player. His stats speak for themselves, but that's the key. His stats. stats. He's a stats guy. He's not a winner. Yeah. Where show me the wins? Where's he ever won? Did he win at Arizona, Arizona State? State? Nope. Did he win uh, at Oklahoma City? Well, they went to the finals. Um, you know, era, you know, here here at Houston, he's gotten better. He used to really be irresponsible, and he really was just a jackass scorer, turn the ball over, sort of bad on defense. Wouldn't give a you know. He's still bad on defense, but that's the thing. He's not a complete player. So yeah, good for you. You put up all those numbers. I don't know. I just don't like his beard. That's what it comes down to, I think. I don't like his beard. I'd probably like him more if... uh... (laughs) Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage uh, Radio. Though it's hard to... uh hard to rage with this music. What is yeah. this? Is this like Hall & Oates or something? It's a little softer than Hall & Oates. What was that, Florio? The Ramones. Really? Didn't sound like the Ramones. Yeah, Baby, I, I love you Christmas songs. Really? Baby, I love you. Baby, I love you by the Ramones? Wow, that's uh, that, was, that went right over the top. I, I, you you could have gave me a million guesses. I would have never guessed the Ramones. No, I wouldn't song. have. Uh, Come on, man! And if you did, you're. I know, yeah, I but know was that by the Ramones or, or was, was it, it by the? No, it was like a karaoke version of the Ramones, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I did. I didn't hear any singing, so we can't tell. I guess it was all right, but it was just yeah. We don't want any Florida. No, no songs with the word love in them. Got it. That's the best way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> got it. <laughs> Actually, on the way out, play Shoot the Thrill, ACDC. There you go. Yeah, we'll pick up the pace. Yeah, it's yeah, Friday. Yeah, it's a party yeah, here. Come, come on, on, come on. Life's good. Shoot the Thrill. <laughs> Picks the kill. Picks the kill. Picks that kill. Picks the kill your bank account. They sure do. Ottawa on the, uh, the under. Give it up side. to your bookie. Hey. hey my P- bookie. Pete Annapolis steps up and in and joins us. Talk some NBA free agency, i.e. the LeBron James uh, watch as LeBron James has officially opted out of his contract uh, with the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I actually meant at the uh, the yeah. end of the, the segment, uh, might yeah. not. Uh, it's Pete's intro he's, music. He's, he's getting it ready. At least we know it's ready. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Pete Annapolis, what's up, Pete? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing today? Hey, thanks for hey, joining Pete, us, thanks. Uh, Pete, in uh, midsummer. I know you're enjoying yourself uh, with your with your family, so we appreciate uh, your time. Um, so uh, we're a couple of days away now. The countdown is officially on. LeBron officially opts out of the contract, which sort of throws out any sign-and-trade uh, type of deal right now. It seems to me that he's going to the Los Angeles Lakers. I know there's a lot in play here. And, you know, the Lakers are trying to um, to clear the deck so they can make room to get a Kawhi Leonard and a LeBron James and a potential uh, a PG3. There's a lot of stuff in the air right now, uh, but it seems to me, Pete, that LeBron James will be a Los Angeles Laker on Monday. Uh, I would 
I would agree. I would echo those sentiments. It looks like it's going towards that direction, although things could change rapidly, especially in the next 36 to 48 hours. LeBron James is currently in the Caribbean, uh, what they're calling uh, the decision cave. Uh, and a seventy-five thousand dollar. Yeah, that's what they're calling. The decision it. cave. He's in yeah. a cave. He's in a, a nice cave. A very, very yeah. Nice he's in cave. a nice cave. Seventy-five thousand dollar week cave uh, in Anguilla in the Caribbean, where he's invited his close friends and advisors to help him make the next important decision of his career. So, hashtag decision cave is real, fellas. This, well, guy, this guy's unbelievable. Every, every, everything's a side. But the thing is, yeah, we know. Yeah. Listen, we know. You know, his decision's one thing, yeah. but it seems like it affects everything. Well, it seems Dominoes. like they're trying to, they're trying to uh, play puppet master, and you know, it's a good thing that uh, LeBron James hasn't tampered with any players that are involved with any of the teams, right, Pete? It's a freaking joke. I mean, it we is. all know he's he's been calling players all week and basically trying to get players to leave their team, which is that's it's so wrong. It's, LeBron shouldn't be calling players to tell them, hey, would you leave your team if, you know, if I go to the Lakers, you're going to go. Listen, I think Paul George is going to the Lakers, too. I mean, there's talk, oh, no, he's going to stay. He's not staying. I think Paul George goes to the Lakers no matter what. My guess is LeBron James and Paul George will be Lakers. They, have, they can afford the both of them, which leads us into the Kawhi situation, which really the Lakers – I know the Spurs didn't want to trade him the Lakers, but the Lakers are really the only team that really, really have very good pieces that they're willing to give up, uh, Pete, for Kawhi Leonard. The Lakers are offering the best package, in my opinion, in which you could get a Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and a first-round pick. Like, they're almost overpaying for Kawhi Leonard because they want Kawhi for credibility so they can so show LeBron, listen, we got someone else and Paul George, etc. We're going to be a super team. And they don't have room for everybody. And there's also reports, Pete, and you know how I feel about Lonzo Ball. And, you know, they don't want him to be part of the deals. Yeah, so the San Antonio Spurs <laughs> said, want, we don't want you. <laughs> Ball can't be part of the deal. And I guess you and I talked about this, Pete. LeBron does. LeBron's never like young players. Look at Cleveland. Really There's point. not a one young guy on the team, man. J.R. Smith, great, Kyle Korver, Ron Shumpert, uh, Kevin Love. You go to Tristan Thompson. He didn't want to play with Andrew Wiggins in Miami. There were no kids on the floor. Mario Chalmers was there by default, basically, and he actually played pretty well. Yep. Um, but you know this, Pete. LeBron doesn't like kids. He doesn't want the, the Lonzo sideshow. So now there's reports the Lakers were trying to flip Lonzo over to the Nuggets, and the Nuggets weren't very hot on the idea either because the Nuggets were looking to clear space. It could be It's going to be a real circus over the next couple of days. So, Pete, how does this play out? What do you think happens? There's a lot of moving parts, and we've discussed this for a long time. But, again, the first domino to fall will be LeBron. And as you mentioned, it makes absolutely no sense to me that LeBron would ask uh, players to come join him, leave other teams. Did he text Kevin Durant? Of course he did. We know he did. Is he texting Paul George? Is he texting DeMarcus Cousins? Is he texting Kawhi? All of them. There's two people that are making decisions with LeBron James. It's his agent, Maverick Carter, and Rich Paul. Uh, business manager, agent, uh, they're one and the same. So uh, they've always made the power moves. Uh, they got him to Miami the first time with Pat Riley. Then when it was done, Wade was deteriorating. Chris Bosh wasn't at that same level. They were going to leave. Well, let's go back home and try and win one championship in Cleveland. Everybody's going to say what a great guy LeBron is. Now, 
It's what's the next move. And I think it's going to be with the Lakers. That's what they want. The Lakers and Magic Johnson off the league are trying everything in their power to lure Kawhi Leonard, acquire him to play with LeBron. Could that happen again? I just don't see San Antonio pulling the trigger to the Lakers, to a Western Conference team. Again, he's a free agent in 2019. The Spurs are one of the best organizations in all of sports. They got one of the greatest coaches of all time, one of the greatest general managers of all time. Where did this uh, disgust of Kawhi Leonard and this angst, this hate towards that organization stem from? I have a hard time believing he can't, doesn't want to play with San Antonio anymore and wants to go to Lakers. Remember what the New York Knicks did a few years back with Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo wanted to come to, the, to New York. It was... February at the trade deadline. Masai Ujiri was the Denver Nuggets general manager. The Knicks gave up so many assets. Gallinari, Chandler, Moskov, picks, money to acquire Carmelo. He was coming there anyways in three months. I don't think the Lakers uh, or the Spurs should give up all these assets. Or sorry, the Lakers, when he's going to come there next year anyway. If they get LeBron and they get Paul George with that young core, I think that they could compete against Golden State, probably with Houston be the third best team. And then Kawhi comes the next year. Why give up all those assets? Again, you have LeBron, Kawhi, and George, and you got nobody else around them. I'm not quite sure that's the recipe to beat Golden State. They're so united, such symmetry and chemistry. Again, does LeBron really go out west? Does he want to live in L.A.? I think maybe. I think it is. But the Lakers here have to be prudent, and I think Magic has put it all on the line. He said it's this year or it's next year. If I don't get one big-time guy, I'm resigning. I look like they're going to be really, really prudent before they pull the trigger on giving all those assets for Kawhi Leonard. I got to believe uh, LeBron ends up there. He's running out of places uh, right now. I was, I was going to ask you guys about the 76ers and Kawhi Leonard because they're a team that's still in the mix. What about the Zaire that's... Smith, Fultz, draft picks, and whatever? They can put a package together. Nah. They, they, got, they, they got enough. Nah. You don't think so? That's like a media sort of. Really? Yeah, Markel Fultz is improving. Um, you know, Zaire Smith. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see that in the mix. They wanted Dario. They, there was a thing of Dario Saric, the the draft pick, right. a draft pick, and Robert Covington. That's not going to get it done. Oh, no. But you know, you got the Lakers, the Lakers and the Celtics. Of course, uh, Pete. You know, we're a long time. You know, we know about the beautiful rivalry that they had, and I think there's a rivalry going on still here right now. And Wojo is reporting, and Wojo's the best at this stuff in the business by far. Wojo's reporting that it's getting more serious with, with San Antonio and Boston. <laughs> so the Lakers want Kawhi, but Danny Ainge is the best general manager in the NBA right now. And so now the problem is Kawhi Leonard's a free agent. So this is where the sell. Like, there's so much stuff going on, guys, behind the scenes. This is where the cell goes, in which Danny Ainge is probably on the phone with Kawhi right now saying, listen, what? Don't, why would you want to go to L.A.? Come to Boston. You look how we're going to dominate the East. Yep. You can play alongside Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum. And this, the Spurs, Pete, what do you think about Jalen Brown? Because to me, if you're going to lose Kawhi Leonard, Jalen Brown's an ideal guy to replace him with, actually. Um, like, you know, a very dynamic, multifaceted player, Jalen Brown. It's going to take more than Jalen Brown in this deal, but I can understand why San Antonio is interested in the Jalen Brown aspect of this. We're looking at what Boston 
is going to give up and what San Antonio is going to receive, right? And any trade involving Kawhi Leonard will involve Jalen Brown. I think the Spurs would love to have Jason Tatum as well, but Danny Ainge will not touch Jason Tatum. No, he's untouchable, yeah. Exactly. He's more untouchable than any other player on that roster, including Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward. I think... Oh, they would probably here. flip. They they would trade Hayward. Hayward's yeah. a freaking free agent. Of the, uh, sorry, um, Irving. Irving's a free agent at the end of the year, and there's already worries that he's going to bail on them. So. He's going to oh, bail man. out and go to Brooklyn, potentially. But, yeah. again, Kawhi Leonard is a superstar in today's NBA. I'm not really sure about that. And I'm really concerned about his injury, right? I agree. I love the guy, man. Yeah. The guy hasn't played in two years, essentially. It wasn't his right. this year. The year before, he was hurt. Now we find out he's a diva, and he's got an attitude problem. And he's a free agent at the end of the year. And he's hell-bent on going to California. There's a lot not to like about him. If I'm Boston and I'm Danny Ainge, I went to seven games in the Eastern Conference Final without my two best players, right? Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward. And you know what? If we would have played better in Game 7, we'd be in the finals. And we would have probably won a game or two against Golden State. I keep this core intact. And I kept Kyrie bought in and, and Gordon Hayward. I mean, this core with Tatum and Brown and Rozier and Smart, and if they could add maybe another big guy, I mean, with Al Horford, this is a team that's going to can go to multiple NBA finals. And at the end of the day, you're probably going to end up winning one or two because Golden State, I'm not quite sure they're going to be stay healthy and be up there for the next five, six years. So uh, you're taking a big risk taking a player, number one, who's injury-prone, Kawhi Leonard, and two, it's going to be for a rental unless he could sign an extension. Uh, but he, he's proven that he says he wants to go to L.A., so... I'm not quite sure I would make that deal if I'm the Boston Celtics. I understand the Lakers, they have a big picture. They want to get LeBron. LeBron's got three, four more years now. He's going to play pretty high level. If they get PG uh, and they get Kawhi, I think this could be really something that the Lakers could really compete and challenge for. But uh, I'm not quite sure if I'm the Celtics, I want to call Kawhi. And if the Sixers wanted LeBron, I think that would have been the perfect fit. Uh, Does LeBron want to go to Philly? I don't really think so. I think they want to really focus on what LeBron's going to do post his career and, and, and build his dynasty uh, in Hollywood. Again, Pat Riley, the Miami Heat are trying to acquire Kawhi Leonard as well, right? So I think San Antonio, and again, we've seen this in professional sports and we've seen this in Montreal, right? With Patrick Waugh in 1995, he wanted played his last game in Montreal. He told the GM, trade me. They traded him two days later and they got no return, right? Be patient. You still have a little bit of leverage. Certain teams are going to want to give up more maybe later in the summer or before the trade deadline. Again, it's going to be fireworks uh, July 1st, and and the decision cave is going to decide what kind of fireworks we're going to get. (laughs) Decision cave. Nicer cave than the one Bin Laden was in. Oh, yeah, I have a feeling decision cave is really sweet. Hey, Pete, uh, about the the LeBron, we're just talking about LeBron and the big names with Leonard, but some of these other guys are kind of falling under the radar, like DeMarcus Cousins. We talk about him. Where do you think uh, he's going to end up? I know Morenci was talking, hopefully, uh, Toronto, but uh, if well, he was he's to, not going to go. He's not going to go. That was me. He's a Raptor fan. That was, yeah, you're hoping he's going to go there, but he's not going In there. reality, I think he either stays with New Orleans. Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis reportedly told the Pelicans he wants to cousins. his cousins. Yeah, it's not like, oh, no, they can't play together. It's the opposite. Yeah, they want to play Who together. wouldn't want him? Like, and I, I've talked about this. You know this, Pete. I mean, Anthony Davis was a point guard in high school, right? He's not an in-the-paint guy. He's a thin guy. He's more of a slasher. He, he's, he was 6'3 in high school, and he was a point guard. 
and he sort of shot up and skyrocketed to, to, to being the big guy that he is. He likes, you know, having a tough guy like Cousins around. The thought that they can't play together, you know, he doesn't buy into that. He actually wants them, and they don't want to piss him off. I don't think the Pelicans want to re-sign him, but Davis wants to re-sign him. And then you got Mark Cuban, who's back open up for business again after years of uh, being more concerned about Shark Tank. Great draft. Great draft. Great draft. He's looking to spend money right now. They might get uh, DeAndre Jordan, but I'd rather DeMarcus Cousins there. And you know, Pete, there's the uh, DeMarcus Cousins to the Washington Wizards stuff to be reunited with John Wall. What, what's your take on Cousins? Yeah, no, you're right. And um, this, the decision here, again, we said it before, DeMarcus Cousins wants to get paid, right? So he's not taking no hometown discount. He's not going to sign for less money anywhere. This is his opportunity. He's coming off an Achilles injury that, as we know, that could be uh, devastating to a career and changes the way you perform. So, number one, I think that New Orleans, as you mentioned, they want to re-sign him. They don't want to sign him to the max deal, but if Anthony Davis puts that pressure, my contacts are telling me he is, uh, specifically because Anthony Davis doesn't want to play center, right? No guy 6'10 wants to play center anymore. All guys want to be on the perimeter. They want to be a wing player, and I think Anthony Davis has that skill set to be really a, a power forward in today's NBA where he could stretch out and handle the ball and make decisions to shoot for three. Now, I think the Mavericks are going to put all the money on the table to one of the two centers, either DeAndre Jordan or DeMarcus Cousins. I think probably DeAndre Jordan looks like he's going to go back there. I don't know why you would sign a guy like him or offer him that when he bailed on you the first time, but they're in desperate times, right? They have tanked the last couple of years. So I think Washington is the wild card, right? They traded Gortat. To the Clippers, they get um, Rivers in return. Does that free up? If they can move some money and get Cousins in there to play with Wall, that would be ideal. I think Cousins likes John Wall. That's the wild card. I think more likely we'll see him re-sign with New Orleans, maybe on one of those three-year deals. Um, but I think that he's definitely one of the best centers in the NBA, although much maligned, uh, really a head case, could be explosive at any time. But I think if New Orleans believes that, hey, Cousins, Davis, Holiday, Rondo, they get a couple more pieces in there. Miritich is still there. Uh, they can compete in that Western Conference and be a top four team. But uh, I think the Mavericks are going to get a center, Jordan or Cousins. And I think Cousins probably will remain with uh, New Orleans unless there's this major power play where Cousins follows LeBron. Whether it's in L.A., whether it's in Cleveland, I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Pete Annapolis, RDS Television, former assistant coach with the UMass Minuteman. Always a pleasure, Pete. Uh, have a great uh, holiday weekend. Thanks for the time, man. You too, guys. Take care. And in Toronto Raptor uh, news, uh, Drake has acknowledged his love child with a porn star. Game time decisions continues. No free agent signings to report. The following another wild day <laughs> in sweat, Russia. Sweat jobs. Yeah, Maradona says uh, sweating something. <laughs> Diego Maradona survives, as does the Argentinians. <laughs> barely. Barely. High drama. High drama. And I actually think this game was in Moscow, but I'm not positive. But I think it actually was. Uh, this one was in uh, Moscow. After all that, Argentina advances. Croatia wins the group. Argentina finishes a second heartbreak. Heartbreak for the Nigerians, who really do have something to complain about. There was a blatant handball, 
and uh, or arm ball, and it went to the uh, the video replay. Yet it came back yeah, negative. Just shook, yeah, and he didn't even really do it. He just kind of ran away from them when they were talking to him. It was a very quick, and uh, I, I and I understand. We watched it. The refereeing. It it listen, it the officiating was ter- terrible all yeah. game in a sense that. The, the goal that Nigeria scored was a bogus penalty kick. And I don't know what the hell the guy in Argentina was even touching the guy for. He wasn't a threat to score. But the guy on Nigeria totally embellished it. That's what video replay is for to, to say, look, he embellished it. It's not really a foul, especially in such a high-stakes situation like this. So they award Nigeria a penalty kick. They score. It's 1-1. And then about 15 minutes uh, later, it happens again. In which, like, in the box, there's a ball off the guy's uh, off the guy's arm, and I'm like, God damn, it really is. Like this time, it really is. The last time, it's garbage. They they say no penalty kick, and then I think it was Messi. You saw there was oh, yeah. blatantly tackled no. from behind. Oh. He was tripped. Actually, there was like the guy's three had guys. a breakaway and he's tripped. Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it was like a football. Look, there was tackle. no debating. I was no. like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We get a penalty kick back now. No call. They didn't even replay no, it. They, they didn't, didn't even, even like it. challenge it or review it or anything like that. Shady. And then boom, Argentina scores like two minutes after that. Anyways, a lot of shadiness. Crazy stuff. Oh. Listen, as somebody that watched uh, this game intensely. Uh, for the last 90 uh, minutes, 90-plus minutes, I can tell you that the officials generally did screw Nigeria throughout the match. Like, guys on Argentina were pushing Nigeria over and taking the ball, and they were getting away with it. You know, the, Argentina's a heavyweight. You know, they they're, they're, a, they're a ratings machine. They're a world football heavyweight. And it's, it's a lot like, uh, like college basketball. You know, if it's Kentucky uh, versus Bowling Green, who's getting the calls? Kentucky. And sorry, Nigeria, but you're not, you're not Argentina. Argentina. Exactly. You don't have Messi on the team. Right? So, but the fact is, it was a horrible call that Nigeria got it. So, listen to Game Time Decisions every Monday through Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. 